0: This is Marketing Smarts, a podcast committed to helping you become a savvier marketing leader no matter your level. In each episode, we will dive into a relevant topic or challenge that marketing leaders are currently facing. We will also give you practical tools and applications that will help you put what you learn into practice today. And if you missed anything, don't worry. We put worksheets on our website that summarize the key points. Now, let's get to it. Welcome to Marketing Smarts. I am Anne Candido. And I am April Martini. And today we're going to do something a bit different. We spent a lot of time talking about how to action branding and marketing practices, but we thought you may appreciate hearing it from the other side of the table. So you brought on one of our clients to talk about how our collaboration worked together to evolve their mission, vision, values, and how that has transformed his business. So our 10 here is to answer the big question many of you always have. Does this branding and marketing stuff really
1: work? Or April and Anne just full of BS. That's right. Um, (laughs) Right. So now you don't have to take our word for it. If you want more on the how, how to build these tools, how to use these tools, more of the infrastructure, we're not going to talk about that really specifically today. So we have all of that on our resource page. You can check... For these topics, you can search. So what we can't say enough about, though, is how critical internal branding can be to shaping culture. And your internal branding specifically is defined by your mission, vision, and values. Mm -hmm. So it's critical that these things are inspired by the vibe or the personality that you want to create that's going to attract and keep the right talent in order to deliver the desired business results. And that's what we're going to get into in our conversation today.
0: Yep. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome Scott Farmer, CEO of LYP Health Management, to the podcast. Hi, Scott.
2: Hey, how are you?
0: Good. Would you like to introduce yourself a little bit? Tell us a little bit about your
3: business.
2: Sure. Uh, So my name is Scott Farmer, and I serve as the lead or the CEO for LYP Health Management. We are a healthcare exclusive BPO, meaning that we remove all of the administrative work, phone calls from healthcare systems, practices, and sort of answer those and uh, provide patient scheduling services across all service lines uh, that are out there that really allow our clinicians and MAs and our physicians to focus on the patients once they arrive in clinic for service. So we serve patients coast to coast, and you know we are really honored to be with you today.
0: Well, good to have you. So, With that, we're going to jump into Achieving Business Transformation Through Mission, Vision, Values. And for our regular listeners, you're going to notice a slightly different flow, but our goal is always the same, and that's to add value that inspires action. All right, so to get this kicked off, Scott, let's talk a little bit about the why to begin with. How did you even know you needed to take on this work of mission, vision, values?
2: So for me, it was a little easy only from the perspective that we were sort of prompted to stand up our own independent company and break away uh, from an organization where we had about eight different uh, organizations. So the timing of it was just um, super appropriate and it allowed us to really focus on and think about who we wanted to be now that we're sort of alone, right? And so the Access Center had been around for about eight and a half years as part of a larger organization. Uh, They lived and breathed. Um, you know, that mission, vision, and the core values that they had. But as we really think about the patient experience, and really we think about access, that's very different than some of our clients' needs as it it relates to IT. So we we knew we had to come up and identify um, as someone new, different, someone who really cares for these callers, um, you know, each day that they're, they're really calling. So it was was an easy transition to sort of get there, but that's how, that's how we knew we had to do something different.
0: Yeah. And I know from being part of the process from the very beginning, you have a very passionate group of people that are, that are there and they're, they're really wanting to provide that service too. So you guys stand out in a very unique way that you have the people, you have the talent especially in those leadership positions that really want to make the company something special and that there is, and I think that's like a, a really core differentiating factor for you guys. And so when you were thinking about how you wanted to really like pull that in and how to make that work for you, like what, what was like the thought process going on with you? How did you think to, to approach really bringing in everybody into this conversation?
2: Yeah. So I think the first thing that I'll say, in all honesty, I was really scared to do this work Um, as the person, you know, really responsible for setting the mission, vision, core values and sort of our, our journey roadmap. I knew we only had one shot to do it. This is not something that I could just bring a few people together in a conference room and whiteboard some stuff and come up with some pretty graphics and then roll it out. and then realize that it's not aligning to you know sort of the core of who our our folks are so i've all in my career i've always you know loved working in collaborative groups because i think if sometimes we make mistakes it's a little bit easier to sort of fall that way uh, versus <laughs> fall by yourself i mean if i'm Fair being enough.
3: perfectly honest
2: <laughs> but i also having grown up in the contact center world um i think I'd, also bring a unique background from the point that I was the patient care associate on the phone or that agent on the phone. I've been a supervisor trainer. So I've had all of these roles and there's always unique um, sort of differences and experiences from those lenses uh, that you really look at. So it was really important to me to assemble a group of people that represented, you know, our day-to-day frontline patient care associates that are doing this job day in and day out, all the way up through my executive leadership team that we had built, you know, as we came up as a standalone organization. I knew that I didn't know how to do this work. And again, I knew that it was going to be a little scary. So we, you know, engaged the experts and, you know, engaged forthright people to really help us with this. And, you know, as I think back, on the overall experience. Like, you know, we were there three days, two and a half, three days. We did so much work and walked away. I was like, wow, where do we go from here? So it was still a process after we left, you know, from those three days. But the room was intense, it was palpable with passion. You know, our folks were, you know, talking about, you know, their commitment to creating, you know, the best experience for these callers um, who are calling into their provider's office. I mean, it was an incredible incredible you know sort of process and like I said there's no I've had no training in this the people that were around me have probably you know participated very little but we would not have been able to accomplish um, what we did without the expertise that we brought to the table to help us on the journey
1: well and we of course appreciate that and I think from our end One of the things immediately that struck us was that you were, and you just talked about this, you took a prime moment in time and you just said, we had to get it right. We had this one shot. And so often what we see happen is the opposite, right? Where people miss the opportunity or they do what you said, which is get in a room and just kind of throw it together without a whole lot of intentionality. And I think it was very clear from the very beginning to us that you wanted to make sure that you got it right. And that passion that both you and Anne have mentioned already in the room, I mean, you could feel there was a level of uncomfortableness, I would say, across Mm -hmm. the board for folks. They knew they were doing something that they weren't used to and didn't know how to do, but were willing to jump in. And then I think the big part of the process for us is, and you said it didn't end in that room, is What comes after and not looking for those folks in the room to come to the solutions for us or to get to the decision by committee, but to get enough input. And I think what was so valuable is your group came to the table ready to work and ready to work for three days, which is a whole lot of time. And you could tell there was a lot of heart in that room. And so I think I remember one moment sitting there where you could feel people were getting frustrated and whatever. We kind of called the time out and said, look, we're not trying to solve it right here we just need the inputs to then go off and come back with things. And that was a good sense of relief. But again, all of that came from the passion of the people
2: in that room. Well, but see, that's the clarity that the expertise brings to the room. Because had we not had you all in that room, we probably would have reached those, those sort of walls and those barriers where everyone would have really shut down and not participated any longer to really do all of the refinement work that we did after we left the three-day workshop. So-
0: yeah, and I think that's one of the biggest learnings um, I, I I have and that I've seen as we've done this work throughout is that it's really hard to do this on yourself, <laughs> right? Because you're so in it on a day-to-day basis. And a lot of times when people, you know, outside of having the opportunity to kind of uh, to really be able to rebrand yourself and however you want to be able to, to do that, because you are, were taken um, a step away from the, the the parent ship, if you will, is there's usually something that's going on in the system that is sparking the need to really foundationally relook at the mission, vision, values. There's usually like some sort of business challenge. There's usually some sort of people challenge. So trying to develop mission, vision, values in that energy in that, that place of energy, which may or may not be a good energy, is a really hard thing to go do. Luckily for you know, Scott, you had that you know, a really great energy that was really pushing that forward. But I love what you said about the fact that. There is somebody that needs to kind of come in and facilitate. There is somebody who needs to kind of modulate and to not have like the the direct stake in it all, right? Because you can take that that you know 30, 000 foot view and you're not a you're not trying to align with any specific function, and there's nothing really, really in it for us except for to really bring this together in a way that benefits all of you. So I, I think it's really interesting to think about maybe you know all the different reasons why this could come to the table and what, what those whys could be because a lot of our listeners are probably like, well, I don't get the opportunity to rebrand all the time. But it is when you, if you have one of those issues, if you have a people issue, if you have a business challenge and the internal branding is just not supporting the big initiatives or the big progress that you need to see. So I don't know, Scott if you have any perspective on that as you started to kind of roll this out now, you know, how have you seen this transformation with the mission, vision, values, how you, how are you seeing that actually impact now the culture, the business, the people, like, how is it all starting to kind of come together for you?
2: Yeah. So, you know, a couple, you know, things I, I, I would say is that, you know, I think I was in a fortunate position because we were sort of like a brand new company, you know, forming sort of our, our identity. And I often think about, you know, previous places that I've worked where, you know, we had a mission, vision, we had value statements, but we never really talked about them. We would live them. We would sort of reference them a little bit, but it wasn't in the unique DNA. It wasn't in everyday conversation. Right. So one of the things that we have been intentional in doing, this is our DNA. Um so as we looked at you know our mission vision our five core values these things are threaded from our recruiting efforts to the way that we talk in recruiting ads to the way that we actually conduct our interviews to the way that we conduct meetings um you know we get centered on the mission vision core values in our you know executive level meetings all of the time and we reference them back on a daily basis just today um, we had a situation where, you know, we were just talking about a career development plan for someone and we were talking about two of our core values uh, around being part of the inner circle and that we're made to serve. Does this person align, you know, into these core values? So we're we're very consistent and intentional in the way we look at these things. And I think, you know, one of the things that took us about two months, I think, to finally get everything rolled out. But again, we did that on purpose. Um, So I was able to record a town hall, you know, we run a virtual organization, I have um, associates that sit in 38 different states across the country, across all time zones. So we we did a sort of a leading introductory, you know, sort of video. Um, And then over five weeks, we rolled out our core one core value every week so that we could focus on that single core value for five days before we ever rolled out the next one. Uh, We loaded these core value trainings into our LMS system. So we did, you know, sort of assessment checks that you were really understanding how to connect and, you know, what the uh, core values meant. Um, And then we ended up, I think at the very end, sending everyone a little gift, um, which was a, you know, it was was little, but it was a mouse pad that has all of our core values that are right there in our employees' faces so they can see them, you know, during every interaction that they're having as they work, um, you know, with our patients and clients. But we spend time, this is not something that we just, you know, sort of did for three days and, you know, just jotted down and hung pretty pictures in the building. I mean, we, we spend a lot of time, you know, all week long, you know, focused back in on who we are. This is who we are.
1: Yeah, I think that's another one of the key pivotal moments and areas of focus is you can develop the best mission vision values in the world. But if you don't have an activation plan and approach that you actually then go and implement with intention the way you did, it does become just a piece of paper or it becomes wall art that after a little while, nobody notices anymore. And so one of the big things that we focus on in general, but also with this exercise with clients is that people need to see something seven to 10 times in order to start to internalize it and remember it. When you're doing mission, vision, values, I think one of the super smart things that you guys did was take the five weeks and do one value at a time Mm -hmm. because then people can see each one seven to ten times. And then it starts to build on itself where sometimes it's like, well, at the worst case, it's here's the piece of paper that has our mission, vision, values, but other pitfalls are things like we're going to roll it all out at once. And even if you have several touch points, it's too much for people to understand and connect with. And I love the way that you talk about it as your DNA, because that's exactly right. The home run is when you start hearing people use this language, in everyday language within the company, that's when you know that you've gotten it right because it's starting to take hold and people have been able to internalize it appropriately. And then I also think the fact that you are intentional about different ways in for people, that's another really smart thing because some of us learn from hearing, some of us learn from seeing, some of us like to have the thing, whether it's a mouse pad or whatever. And so you kind of covered the gamut which is another important piece to making sure that the activation is meaningful for people.
2: Yeah, one of the other things, too, just to mention is we did communicate formally to our clients, you know, our new mission, vision, core value statement. So we're all really marching uh, to the same uh, sheet of music. And it's just been very helpful. Again, as we lead our client conversations, those are all led with centering around. LIP's mission, vision, core values before we start actually getting into the session. Now, I do have a little surprise for you today. Oh, man. So, yeah. So, as we really <laughs> allowed the core values to settle, so we didn't really finish that until it was really the first of the year. So, it took us really through December. And then we were, you know, talking and all those sorts of things in January and February. Uh, But we reassembled a brand new committee um, to focus on our employee rewards and recognition. Awesome. I
3: love that.
2: Two of the huge components that our employees identified um, that, you know, are important, you know, from their lens uh, to really look at is we're going to be doing a quarterly core value awards. And there's a $2,500 cash pool um, that they're incentivized. Um, and then we also have annual core value awards where each individual, I think you can get up to five hundred dollars. It's all, again, it just speaks to you know their level of commitment that these things have really risen to the level that they are. And um I just I think it's just super exciting.
0: Well, that's a huge testimonial to the reaction that your people are having towards this. And this how, necessary it is to have something like that that's very tangible that people can then internalize and be able then to figure out how to live it. So I I think not only in all the different ways that you executed it from having your town halls to having the actual things, but also reinforcing it through the reward system. So it comes back around full circle that people start to really understand what it means to live these. And then Of course, I know, Scott, since we know you very well, that you also live these. Like, this is a part of the way that you operate, too. So maybe you could speak a little bit more to that. Like, since you've gotten this new mission, vision, values, how has your specific leadership style changed or been modified in order to be able to really support this?
2: I I think it's challenged us specifically around setting our sights on horizon where we talk about, you know, really innovative solutions. Um, to rise to the occasion of our vision, to be the most sought-after thought leaders in the healthcare services industry—that's a big, that's a big undertaking. And so, you know, we've really realized um, around maybe even personal development, and it might be in terms of the way that you leverage sort of your network of people that you surround yourselves with. That it's going to take some heavy lifting to really meet those words, right? And so, it's really challenged us to talk different think different. We meet differently. You know, we sometimes we're checked, you know, which is awesome because we've got this open environment where someone will be like, well, wait a minute now. Are you are you really being transparent here? Are you really you know, talking, you know, with respect? So I just love, you know, really seeing how everything is just sort of taken, you know, five steps forward, you know, just since we've got all this stuff out.
1: Well, and I think What happens when you move to more of where you guys are now, which is more of the maintenance mode, it's that it allows people to do what you just said, which is push back in a way that is respectful, but also somewhat objective, because you've started using these tools as metrics across the organization. And so it's a lot easier to say, like in your example of the personnel situation, is this person living these two values? That's a more objective way to evaluate versus you can get into like, well, so-and-so doesn't like this person or is this my personal bias that's coming in here? What's going on in the situation? Or if that person that raises their hand in the room is technically not the highest level in the conversation and they're checking someone that's technically above them, that eliminates all of that, levels the playing field and allows all of you to move things forward, but also in a way that people can get on board with because you've all aligned that this is how we operate now and from now on.
2: Right, right. Well, and we've also just to that point, we've added the five core values to our annual performance evaluation. So that's part of your sort of merit, you know, consideration, all of that, whereas none of that was was part of that, you know, previously. So
0: Yeah, and I think the reason why this has worked as well as it has is because winding back to one of the earlier questions, you did bring the people into the room to have the discussion to begin with. So I think people really felt heard, they felt understood, they felt listened to. And I think those are some of your personal brand characteristics, Scott, that really shined through on this process is that people just felt just honored to be considered and be part of that room in order to be like, you guys care what I have to say? So then you kind of built in ambassadors, right? So they now have, are able to go and they're able to take this to to their people because you are very spread out. And so it's a very hard uh, organization to manage the communication and messaging through because it is so virtual. And I know a lot of our other clients and our listeners have the same issue. And they're like, how do I establish culture through all of these like phone lines and zoom calls and you know emails and those sorts of things and i think what you've done really speaks to that and it's because you put the right people in the room to begin with now that doesn't mean that they got to make the decisions cuz then you took the team and you made it smaller and you brought those right people in the room in order to make decisions but you everybody felt heard and they felt part of the process so can you speak a little bit more to like how that whole thing has worked to actually like then transcend these messages all across your virtual network?
2: yeah, I think you know one one of the things that we did, which I thought was super cool as Sarah you know sort of orchestrated each of the core value videos, one of the things that we challenged that larger team with is we wanted them to participate in the video. but we wanted them to get into the core value video that spoke to them sort of the loudest that really you know, kind of was in in their heart the most, and so as those core values went out, those videos went out. Our staff is seeing their peers right there, talking about the experience and talking about what that core value specifically means to them. So that was a huge, huge win because we could have read. I could have went and just read the script and you know set the video out, but it never would have had the meaning that it did when the actual group the people who had done all of the work and had been working on this um you know really you know sort of exude when the, the videos were released other things that we've been doing sarah's done a great job in creating some of these you know sort of uh what do you call it, backgrounds for teams or for zooms where we have one that's set up where it looks like a big is behind you and there's a picture frame um that's back there on the credenza and numbers of people will rotate various pictures of our core values in that frame. So it's okay. right in your face, even when you get on you know, certain phone calls um, and things like that. So, I mean, what else can you think of? We
3: just rolled this out. Part of our award and recognition program is that um, peers can award high fives to each other for just doing what you're supposed to be doing, but um, it's an update to your team's background. And so every time you get a new recognition it adds to um picture frame behind you and so you have all these high fives growing behind you and so it's just kind of a cool recognition like hey you're doing a really great job and uh yeah we've been working that we've issued i think 15 20 in the last two hours and that's crazy it's yeah, that's awesome nuts. yeah
0: that's awesome hey sarah why don't you introduce yourself real quick? <laughs>
3: Um, I'm Sarah Baker, and I'm the Director of Marketing and Communications here at LYP. And uh, when I first came on to LYP, Scott gave me the the task of rolling out our core values and and really ingraining them into a new corporate culture here where everyone feels included and everyone feels heard. And um, it's been a really fun process.
1: It was a prime time to have you come on because I think a lot of the activation stuff and this ongoing stuff, which I think can sometimes be the hardest part, right? Because you have the momentum of, all right, we're going to build them. And then we do the whole rollout and we activate them. And then it's like, well, what comes after? So to have someone in a role where that really is, and you do a lot of other things. So I'm not trying to say this is your only (laughs) job. I know full well, that's not your only job, but as a big part of what you do to have someone really being the cheerleader for that, but also the one that keeps things rolling. That's another big part of this process. And I think the more that you can come up with creative ways, I think you guys are a great example of continuing to innovate around this. So whether it's that group of people that you said now are coming up with new ideas or things like the high five, Mm -hmm. the creative integration in the background behind you. I mean, it just reinvigorates the energy over and over again. And I think that in and of itself is living into your mission and vision and values, because that is that passion that we've been talking about since the beginning of this conversation coming to life again and again in the organization. Yeah. Cause everybody's part of the inner circle. Yeah. There we go. See, right. keep coming back around.
0: Well, but we know too, that it can be very overwhelming because I mean, we felt it even in the initial session, because whenever people are starting to think mission, vision, values, they're like, I'm going to have to change everything. Like I'm going to, have to change all of my stuff that I do, all of my like stuff that, that, you know, it's it's in my signature. I mean, whatever it all is. And it starts becoming very, very overwhelming for folks. So Scott, can you speak a little bit to how you kind of help people manage through that? And where are you guys right now in that stage of the overwhelm? Has people started to kind of really like shift to, okay, now we are, we're kind of cruising along or do you still find yourself kind of battling the overwhelm and anxiety of the change?
2: No, I I think that we were overwhelmed prior to the rollout because it was there was so much work was being done and everybody was so hyped and pumped. And, you know, there was just lots of emotions, you know, um, as you all saw that were were sort of in the room. But once we sort of left the bigger group and as you referenced, you know, we kind of had a smaller group just to kind of clean some things up. It wasn't recreating anything because we already had all of the framework ready to go. But like one of this, I was talking to Sarah about this today, and I tell people about this. One of the most exciting pieces about this journey was working on the iconology. Like I wouldn't even have thought of that, right? So I visually can go down the hallway and I see the, the heart knowing that that means we give our all all the time. I may not remember all of the words below it, but I know exactly what it's referencing, right? And so it was so cool then to start coming back to saying, okay, now remember when we used the word innovation, what do you think about this? We set our sights on the horizon and you would see people's eyes go like, oh yeah, you know, I really (laughs) like that. And then we would throw up like the graphic behind them. And I mean, it was just, I think from that, that time, once things really started getting, you know, finalized, everybody was really ready to go. And then I think, The way that we rolled it out over that five-week period and didn't really push it all at once—that all worked to our advantage. So I think that we're really reaping the benefits. I mean, from the front end, the way that we, like I said before, the way that we recruit, the way that we interview, the way that we hire—I mean, I've reduced our turnover um, down to 55% in the first 90 days, and that was running 120. So again, we're intentional in these conversations because. You know, if you're not made to serve, if you don't want to have a conversation with passion and integrity and, you know, sort of that caring tone. Hey, it's OK, but this is not the role for you. Right. And so we're we're, we're, we're really able to, you know, kind of go through all of that um, without making lots of investments, um, you know, in, in sort of the recruiting side. But, yeah, I think I think we're in a good place right now.
1: Well, and you hit on you know, at the very beginning of this and introduced the question of does this really work? And one of the things that people ask us is can you tie it back to business results? Right. And so I think that reduction or in the turnover, I was going to say mm-hmm. reduction, no, the opposite way. Um, <laughs> the reduction of people and turnover is huge and it speaks to exactly what you just said. There, There is work to be done at the beginning and we're not here to say that it's not intensive and it's not in addition to your everyday but what I think you're hearing in, in the reflection that we're now having in the in the conversation looking back and where we are is that the benefits far outweigh those moments of quote unquote pain in putting the hard work and the effort and the blood, sweat and tears into getting it right. Because now you are, I wouldn't say you're on cruise control because you are doing a lot to proactively manage this, but you're reaping the benefits of having done that work in the first place.
2: Right. Great. I'd agree with that.
1: You have asked for it, and now it's here. The Brand Strategy Workbook. Three insider secrets to build a powerful B2B brand to transform you from a commodity into a market leader. This strategy has been tried and tested on 20-plus industries over a combined 40-plus years of experience. Do you want to stand out in your industry and get more sales? Show you're different to attract and retain top talent? Build a brand that drives real business results? Then go to forthright-people.com forward slash brand dash strategy and get started now.
0: When you're thinking about and reflecting back upon all the work now that you've done in order to develop your mission, vision, values, what do you think is critical for anyone who is going to take this on for themselves and their own business? What do you think that they really need to know like to prepare themselves for this effort? Maybe some of the things that surprised you or maybe some of the things that you're like oh you you just be prepared for this because it's going to come up so what kind of advice can you give others
2: like i said in the beginning for me it was scary because i kind of felt like i just have one shot at this and i knew that there was a lot of pieces i didn't know what all of those pieces were but i would encourage you know folks to you know engage with folks like you who have the expertise and taking us through the journey. That was that was huge. I, I knew that I had a whole organization to set a tone for, for hundreds of people to connect with. Um, and I wanted them to feel good about the place um, that they're spending lots of time, you know, with. Um, you know, an organization that does care for them. And, you know, that's threaded through. You know, who we are with um our core values. And then I I didn't really know how to execute this virtually. I mean that was always sort of like that big kahuna that was sitting on my shoulder thinking like, if you had everybody in a building, you know, it'd be a lot easier to do all the rah-rah stuff, bring some food trucks out, you know, into the parking lot and, you know, do all of that. But I had to accommodate this for the hundreds of people that we have sitting in 38 different states. And I wanted them just to be as excited as we are in Cincinnati, as they need to be in Nashville, Phoenix, Albuquerque, or Seattle, right? Um, So those, those were some of the biggest things that I would just challenge people to think about. I would never assemble a group with managers and directors and executives and not have your frontline people who are really at the heart of the organization, them not having a seat at the table. They need more seats at the table than the others, right? Um, so I, I would encourage people to really think about that. And again, we were intentional with the money that we invested in this. Um, people might be thinking like, oh, you know, this is a lot of money and it really wasn't a lot of money. I mean, it did cost us, um, but we couldn't have done it, you know, without the way that we chose to do, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I think the overwhelm that you speak to, and we we actually have a current client going through this process right now. And I'm at the point with them where Scott, you and I were last is that fall, I guess, where we were rolling out the activation plan, right? And we're sitting across from each other at the table and I can see like just sitting back and the eyes getting big. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like ours did, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah
1: exactly. <laughs> and I, And so it's very fresh in my mind with you, but also for that instance of, as long as you keep taking the next step. And that's exactly what I said to them the other day. And I appreciate everything you say about having a partner, but that is our belief too. There are some times where we feel like because our model is coach trained do right? So there are plenty of opportunities for situations where we do some of it and then we hand it off. And you know, and we had that training with you guys. But there are other parts where you do need to lean into the experts and allow them to do the heavy lifting. And I think one of the things we got into and the reason it works so well is. We balance that very well. So when there were moments of overwhelm, you could lean into us to assist more and we could help you do that heavy lifting. When it was like, hey, we got this and we don't necessarily need you in the middle of our business anymore. We're happy to step back. But I do appreciate the whole point about, I couldn't have seen this another way and it was an investment and you know, we, but we, we had to do it. So we had to lean in and we did lean in. And that's the encouragement that we constantly give, especially in those moments where you're like, they're like, I don't even know how we're going to get all this done. I'm like, I do. We're going to do step one. We're going to do the first thing I'm talking about today. And we're going to pause all this other stuff. We're going to put it away. And then we'll go to the next thing. And then we'll go to the next thing. And so mapping all of that out and having the roadmap and then not getting panicky when it when the rubber starts to meet the road, because I think that's another really emotional point for people where they're like, we're actually doing this now. We built it, we invested in it, but now we're going to put it out there. And that's a whole nother level of anxiety
2: one of my favorite moments is when we were in the three-day workshop and we were the team was super 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 passionate and ann was sitting on the side and she just stood up she goes i gotta take this over i gotta take this over (laughs) (laughs) she could really redirect and calm about 20 people down do you remember the the, the, who i'm talking about about the guy that kept saying empathy empathy empathy
0: Yeah. 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 I know exactly what you're talking about. I was like, uh, cause that was like, we just met too. And I was like, do I do this? Do I not do this? I'm like, I'm going for it. Because otherwise <laughs> this thing's going to go off the rails quickly.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: It was good. But, I mean, that's kind of how we kicked off our, our you know, our, our awesome collaboration. And, and I also wanted to make the point too, because I think throughout this whole process, Scott, the the reason why this worked again, as well as it did is because you were very open to where you guys are and where you wanted to be, right? And you were very open to what that looked like and you weren't ho- harboring or holding any kind of like false expectations or false like realities of like, okay, well, we're not exactly where we want to be. We have a, a, a bunch of passionate people, very talented people. It's not cohesive. It's not getting, you know, keeping the butts in the seats. I'm you know, I'm just not seeing what I want to go see. And so you were able to take a very open look at that and be, and, and, and not, the only word I can use is ego. Like you, you were able to suppress the ego part of like what it might feel like for a CEO to look at it and say, "I, I need to change this. I want this to transform. I, I want this outcome, this this future state that I don't currently have, and be able to go along on the journey." And I thought that you were very engaged and you were very open to the whole entire journey, which I think also made everybody else engaged and open. Again, it's about being the model. The the leader needs to be the model in this process. If the leader is going to be very, you know, holding everything back and and not wanting to really like go there, then the opportunities to really develop a mission, vision, values that's going to make your your company transform like yours has is is just not going to be there. So I also had to say that because I thought that was really critical in the whole process being able to, to move the way it did as well as you holding other people accountable. So you gave roles and responsibilities, but then you held people accountable and you made sure, hey, we were supposed to get this done now. We're going to put this in place. I need you to come back to this. It's that part of your performance review. So you integrated it into every single piece so people knew it was important. That's another thing that we see in this work. Sometimes it falls off. Is like, we all say it. You said the pretty pictures on the walls. We all say it, but we don't live it. And you really, really made everybody live it, and you integrated it into every single touch point you could, so people did live it.
2: I, I think if you know if people are listening, I, I sort of equate it this way. I, I feel called to this role. Um, I feel called to the work that I do. That's why I'm I'm really that passionate about it. Um, you know, kind of growing up in call centers and you know all those sorts of things. I knew that once I got into this healthcare world. This was exactly what I had learned, you know, the 20 years prior, you know, to me coming here, because I think we would all agree healthcare is complicated. It's difficult. Why does it take four calls for you to get a hold of your doctor? So I I felt, I felt a, a higher, you know, sort of responsibility, I guess, to really try to articulate that this work that we all do, all of these hundreds of folks that work uh, for LYP. This is not transactional work. I got to make it different than transactional work. And that's the beauty, I think, of what we saw in the three-day session. Even though people were a little nervous, they didn't feel they were qualified to be there, which was, you know, sort of, you know, cute, to be quite honest. But <laughs> they, they were the biggest contributors that really helped us, you know, really mold and shape who we are now. So I, I think if you're just, you know, going to go through a mission, vision, value rewrite, and it's just the task that you have, it's probably not the right task for you to to really work on. I think you gotta, you've got to have that passion in yourself to understand what this culture transformation is that you're going to do, whether you get to rewrite all of your values, or even if you just get to add pretty icons to them. I mean, that is transformational all by itself without really doing anything, right? But I'm proud of what we're doing. You know, we we just launched our new website or we're getting ready to. And so our mission, vision, core values will be front and center um, for any time anybody goes to our website to see who we are. Um, and like I said before, I mean, we're, we're super proud to live and breathe these things.
0: No, I think that's a fantastic way to really wrap this up. And I'll just ask Scott, is there anything else that you want to share that we didn't have a chance to touch on? And obviously let people know where they can find you. You mentioned the website, but give some people some uh, some ways to to channel into you guys.
2: Yep. So we're on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram at LYP Health Management. So you can connect with us there. So the website is loveyourpatient.com.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Scott, this has been so fantastic. And Sarah, great to have you as well. I'm really hoping that this case study will show how when you intentionally build your mission, vision, values, it can really transform your business. And that
1: will say, go and exercise your marketing smarts. Still need help in growing your marketing smarts? Contact us through our website, forthright-people.com.